This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin, and today I am joined by no one else but me. That's right. Today you are getting a solo episode with me. As you probably figured out from the title, it was going to be just me. But today we're talking about how men can help prevent domestic violence. Because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I like to call it the Prevention Month because that's what we're about here on Relationships and Revenue. We're about helping you improve your most significant relationships at home so you can be better in business. Well, domestic violence starts at home, folks. It just does. And so that's what we want to talk about today. I've been doing a lot of research recently about this particular issue. I've been talking with people, if you heard the previous week's episode which was my live conversation with April Tribe Juke. Um, If you haven't checked that out, please do. But we definitely dig deeper into this whole issue of domestic violence, what it is, what it means, all the different types of them. And we begin to touch on the issue of how it affects men and what men can do to be better when it comes to being aware of domestic violence. We're going to talk about that some today. We're also going to be talking about some things we can do as men to help prevent that. Now, let me do a slight little bit of history here. I want to let you know that um, I gained a lot of knowledge from an article that I read by Richard Tolman, who is a professor of social work at the University of Michigan. So, Professor Tolman, thank you so much for your wonderful article that really helped enlighten me, and I will include that in the show notes, a link to it, so that you can check that out for yourselves. But this whole idea of domestic violence and really establishing domestic violence shelters for women first and foremost, but also for kids, first came about in the 70s. And as you might imagine, many of the domestic violence policies and services that were started then and even exist now really focused their attention on the survivors and meeting their needs for safety and healing, which makes complete sense as exactly it should be. But over time, what we're realizing And some of these organizations are starting to realize and even begin to adopt approaches that involve men and boys in domestic violence prevention. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Because folks, let's not be putting band-aids on stuff. Let's deal with root causes here and let's get better. Because if we can dig deep and dig those cancers out, we can begin to heal and get better on both sides of the earth. So let me share with you some different ways that uh, work is being done right now with men and boys, although it might not be well known, it is a way to help facilitate this whole idea of prevention. All right, so here we go. Number one, this is not going to be a surprise to any of you who are listening or watching this, and that is sports. That's right. There are efforts out there right now to involve men that are directed in the arena of sports because men like sports. You know that. I know that. Um... We've seen reports of domestic violence perpetrated by athletes, and unfortunately, it has become all too common. Because of that, it has led to visible efforts by sports organizations to respond with sanctions against these athletes and to also begin preventative efforts like the NFL's No More. Um, And again, I'll include links to all these things that I talk about in here so that you can check them out for yourselves. 
But sports, sports has also been the site of some innovative and effective interventions for youth. The Coaching Boys Into Men program provides high school athletic coaches with the resources they need to help prevent relationship abuse, harassment, and sexual assault by their players. Now, the program's curriculum includes coach-to-athlete trainings that model respect and promote healthy relationships. It also includes a card series to help coaches incorporate themes of teamwork, integrity, fair play, and respect into their daily practice and routine. This particular program, again, called Coaching Men Into Boys, has been rigorously evaluated and is found to be effective in reducing dating violence and is being widely implemented within the United States and replicated in other countries. Now, I'm going to let you know, folks, that I have taken a look at this a little bit and the things that they're doing, I really, really like. So if you think that's something that might be beneficial to the young men in your lives, I highly suggest that you check that out. So we talked about sports as the number one way to begin to prevent violence against others. Number two, the transition into fatherhood. Now there's a prime risk factor for future abuse and it is the exposure of children to violence. Just kind of makes sense, doesn't it? If kids are getting exposed to violence, the likelihood of them committing violence increases dramatically. So preventing abuse in new families would likely reduce children's exposure to violence and thus the potential for future violence. Now there is a promising strategy out there to involve men and these prevention efforts as they move into fatherhood. Research is showing that a caring and supportive relationship with their fathers reduces the risk of harsh physical discipline by the next generation of parents, both for fathers and mothers. And positive fathering predicts warmer and more positive parenting by adult sons when they become fathers. Doesn't that sound good? Sounds good to me. You know, some strategies that could be used in this area include engaging men at prenatal visits, such as ultrasound appointments, which apparently the vast majority of men in the U.S. attend, which is great news. I love hearing that. Um, I enjoyed attending those with my then wife when she was pregnant with my son. Another strategy that can be used are within home visits during pregnancy and after the birth of a child. Now, there are global campaigns out there such as Men Care, all one word, Men Care, and they seek to improve caregiving by fathers and address partner violence. Men Care's programs ask men to become more equitable partners, and they provide them with opportunities to learn and to practice parenting skill. Anything we can do, men, to get better in our parenting skills, let's do that. Seriously, whatever it takes to get better. I absolutely, absolutely love this. Number three, preventing dating abuse. Now, there are studies out there that show high levels of dating violence beginning as soon as middle school. Now, first of all, I have to ask the question. If you're in middle school, is it possible to really be dating in the traditional sense? I'm not really sure, but I do believe that the studies are definitely showing the violence starting as soon as middle school. Now, back to it. Now, when it comes to prevention, one could argue that programs must intervene early or the effort's going to be wasted because stopping abuse before it becomes an entrenched pattern is more likely to be effective in preventing relationship violence. That just stands to reason. And there are some programs out there that are school-based like Safe Dates, and they have shown some success in changing attitudes and behaviors. So that's definitely one, and again, we will put that in the show notes for you. Safe dates. Number four, bystander programs. 
And these bystander, and I'm using that term in quotations here, bystander prevention programs, which are increasingly commonplace on college campuses, they build skills to recognize, respond to, and disrupt behavior that might lead to sexual assault or intimate partner violence. Now, some examples of this bystander behavior include telling a man who's saying disrespectful things about women to stop, helping a woman who is being harassed to get away from a situation in which she could be harmed. Now, teens involved in bystander interventions are more likely to intervene to prevent victimizations of their peers. So bystander program, that's definitely something, man, we need to get much better at. Uh, Because even if we are not the ones committing the violence against women, again, it doesn't have to be just physical. If we notice any type of violence against women or children, one of the things that we need to begin to equip ourselves to do is to identify those things and then to appropriately act. That's what I'm talking about. And number five, motivating men to be allies. Now, the research group out there that I read about They surveyed men all around the world who've been involved in efforts to prevent violence against women. Now, this survey revealed that many men who get involved have a personal experience with violence as child witnesses or survivors of their own child abuse. But there are still others who find their way to prevention efforts through a commitment to social justice. Now, it's important to note here that they also found that men who are receptive to violence prevention efforts that they are so when they tune in to the experience of the survivors. Now, that's interesting. I really found that interesting. And the reason that I did is because when we can get our men to begin to care about the experiences of other people, to try and put themselves in the place of other people, the likelihood of them getting involved and wanting to help goes up dramatically. We need to be getting in there, doing the hard work, helping prevent this. I realize we still have to deal with the aftermath of these things that happen. I'm not saying let's not do, but what I'm saying is let's put the extra effort to try and help prevent this. Um, According to my friend April, there are approximately 11,000 domestic violence shelters all across the United States. Let's get it to where there are zero. That's right, zero. Let's get it to where domestic violence is gone completely. Now, I realize it's not just men who are committing these acts of violence. I realize that. But the vast majority are. They are men. Guys, we have to be better. We can be better. We must be better. Not just for ourselves, but for our families. We care about for future generations. We have to be better at identifying those things in ourselves that are triggered. And then on top of that, to also to be those bystanders, to be looking out for the best interest of others, for other women, other girls, other children, other young boys. They need us. So my question to you today is, will you do it? Will you step up? Will you join me in deciding, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to make a difference. Because when you do that, when you make a difference, when you choose to do that, Everything around you gets better. People around you get better. And they notice. You're going to see other men paying attention like, hey, what's John doing? You know, I hadn't thought of doing that before. That That's pretty cool. Or, you know, I know something that happened to a friend of mine. You know, she got hurt through domestic violence. Man, if I had known, if I had only known what to look for, I could have done something sooner. Well, the best time to have started this was years ago. The second best time, right now. 
So take me up on that. Do that thing. Do whatever you need to get better for you. If you don't know where to go for that, contact me, DM me, reach out to me, and I'll help connect you with the right people, the right resources to get you on the right path. For those of you ladies who are listening, if you're experiencing some of this stuff, you got to get out. You got to find, you got to get out now. If you don't know what to do, trust me, I know who to talk to. I'll have you contact my friend April. She knows exactly what to do and how to get out because she was someone who lived through domestic violence and she had to get herself and her kids out. She knows exactly what to do. She can help you. She's got contacts all over the country. She can help you with that. And if you happen to be international, I promise you, April will know someone who can help you. I don't take this lightly. I hope that you don't feel like I am because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring light to a very sensitive and important issue. And I want to get it out there. I want you ladies to know that you're important to me as a man, that you are important to us men. We care about you, that not all men are abusers. We're not. It can get better. It will get better if we're committed together. I realize this is a shorter episode today, but it's short and to the point. Exactly what I want to love you and appreciate each and every one of you. Those who listen, those who watch, it means the world to me that you invest some of your time with me because I know that is your most precious resource. Thank you so much for spending time with me. I love you dearly, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.